Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wide, beautiful world of Nintendo. I am James Matsamontamagno. And I am Michael Ice Q Master Rivet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you say Ice Cube? Ice Cube Master. Yeah. Ice Cube I, I mean, Master. I don't know. I don't I don't really have a reason for that this this week's um you know nickname, but you gotta you gotta take chances. You gotta throw them out there. Yeah, I feel like that was just you're walking home and you're like, I got nothing else. Or maybe an Ice Cube song came on and you're just like, hmm. I put, <laughs> I did put Ice Cubes in my iced tea before we started. <laughs> so maybe that's where it came from. I, I was going to be Lava Bomb because Lava Ooh. Bomb, it was it was relevant, uh, relevant because in the news there was uh, there was like a boat tour going on. And in Hawaii, you know how the volcanoes are erupting. Literally a piece of chunk of magma went through the roof of this uh boat tour but i think it either hurt or killed somebody so i I just felt it wasn't appropriate but i did like the name lava bomb i thought maybe maybe in a couple years from now it'll be it'll be appropriate i thought maybe you were gonna go with michael barely hanging on to the top five in destronaut dx oh sick burn (laughs) sick burn You know, no. this game, this back and forth is really getting t- I got other games to play for crying out loud. <laughs> what people don't know is that we'll talk about it later, but I woke up and may have crept into the top five right above a Tom yeah. Wolf. Yeah. And then I, I texted mean, you and I said, sorry. Yeah, you did. You did. And it was, it was, uh, I, it felt so good, you know, just to give a, a recap. I think the last time we were talking on the, the podcast, I was in the lead. Um, I had, mm-hmm. I think I had a, a, maybe a substantial lead at that. I don't remember. And then you beat me and then I just beat you a couple of days ago. And then of course, yesterday I wake up to you beating me and we are now currently fourth and fifth in the world I'm pretty I'm, impressive. I'm pretty happy with just that alone, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, fourth and fifth. I don't know how many other people are actually playing it, but I would imagine there's got to be at least a few thousand, right? There's, there's got to be, be a few thousand playing across the world. So I'm pretty proud of us to be the top five high scorers on this game. I'm proud of us too. I think when I started, I sat down and played. It took me a little bit to to hit this number. And I, for, I had forgotten how much you had. And I had like 2.4 million, but you had 3.7 million points. I and almost I go, hit it. I almost hit the big four. And I go, man, like, I, th- I think I'm like at 3.5. I'm like, I think I'm good. Like, you know, because once you start dying, it's game over if you mm-hmm. lose it. And then I hit 4 million and then I lost a life. And then it was kind of game over at that point. But I was like 4 million club. I was like, I know Michael does not have this. Mm-hmm. And I went in there. And I was like, yes, it felt so good. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a great day. It does feel good when you take the lead. <laughs> it's it's really weird watching me play the game because if I'm sitting over on the couch, I'm just swearing the entire time. I'm frustrated. <laughs> Heather's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, F this and F that. I was like so upset because I'm constantly restarting, but we'll get to it later, I guess, again. But <laughs> classic yeah. Super Destro, not DX. Ugh, so yeah. good. Such a simple game. But okay, let's let's kick it off so we can get to the end and just talk about our love for this game a little bit more. But to start... Big, big news, breaking news, breaking news. The Moleskines, Moleskin, Skines. I call them Moleskines. I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. So I got them. I ordered them and I got them. Yeah, they looked. I saw the photo. I think you tweeted it out. I did. I didn't realize. So there was two big ones and two small ones. And I ordered two of the big ones and the small Game Boy Super Mario Land one. And I didn't really realize that they were too big and too small. 
And what's really cool about these is I opened up the small one. We're going to do one prize giveaway. I have to figure that out. But this one is, it's basically the size of a Game Boy and it has Super Mario Land and has the green like color that you'd expect. When you open it, it has beautiful artwork of the Game Boy inside. Mm. And it's all in kind of this retro font. It says, in case of loss, please return to whatever. Then it says, as a reward, it has a coin, like a pixelated coin. And then in the back, there's like a cartridge and then there's stickers. There's a sticker pack, a Mario sticker pack in all of them, which is really cool. Yeah, Yeah. they really did. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful um, Moleskine. I'm really impressed. I'll put the links in the show notes. I don't know if they're sold out yet again, uh, but it's it's very, very nice. They're very highly recommended. Very nice uh, Moleskine. I like that they kind of customized it because, you know, if anybody that's listening doesn't have have one of these notebooks there's always like a little pocket in the back that has a has this weird sticker i think it's like to prove that they inspected it or whatever and mm. the book always says in case of loss you know you put your address and then it always has a reward which i always find funny and i always try to come up with like what my reward is sometimes you know it's something like i'll give you five dollars and then other times it's like all of your hopes and dreams so you know it's just kind of a funny thing that they they modified it for the theme that they went with i love that that's really cool yeah, I'm pretty impressed by it. So yeah, if you don't have one, go try to pick up. They're very embossed. Like this one has, I guess, deboss and emboss everywhere all over it. So it's very texture, very nice. textury. Even on the back, as the old Game Boys, they had like the little lines and it all the way down, which is very cool. So that's it. That's, that's a awesome. recap. Go buy one. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to look because I do want that one very badly and it's always sold out when i check so um i'm I'm happy you got it i'm excited to give one of these away i think people are gonna love them yes all right so now after that we could get to the news and start it off it's kind of a bit strange to in my opinion anyway but we all know nintendo switch is about to happen and that's coming in september we don't have a specific date yet but that is not stopping amazon they are already taking pre-orders for the online subscription i've never seen somebody take pre-orders for online subscriptions before i think that's a little weird but they are and they're making it available to pre-order for the three and the 12 month membership so this uh, right now on Amazon, it's, it says December 31st, but that's because there's no set date. So in theory, whenever it does launch, that'll just, it'll go live for you. Um, the 12 month subscription is $19.99. Everybody knows. And the three month is $7.99, but they're not including two additional subscriptions that Nintendo offers. One is uh, the one month for $3.99 and the family membership, which includes up to eight people for $34.99 a year. Neither of those is listed. So if you're interested and you're really excited about it, I guess you can go on Amazon right now and pre-order it. Yes, I don't I don't understand why people would pre-order. I don't get it, but I mean... Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't know why you would pre-order something that is never not going to be available. (laughs) If you really need to have that day one... (laughs) <laughs> you don't want you don't want to turn on your switch and be like, oh no, I forgot this. I guess maybe if they come out with like when you buy a fifty dollar you know gift card, I guess you could give one as a gift for people. Oh, okay, okay, that could be the only thing. Maybe maybe it's a pre order because they do plan on selling it as like an all the time thing, so they just figure, well, we'll just make it available as a pre order too. There are a lot of people that don't want to put their 
credit card numbers into anything except for Amazon. So that is mm. a good, good rationale. Like I don't want to give Nintendo my credit card information or use PayPal. So I'm only going to use this. So that's mm. one option, but I have an I Amazon know. card where it gives me money back. So I guess mm. that could be another plus, you know, may, mm. I think you're changing my mind on this. This all makes sense now. Cause now I can, I get like 10% back on my Amazon purchases. So. There you go. Yeah. See, yeah. look at that. More, you know, boom. <laughs> now in more interesting news than online pre-orders of online subscriptions, uh, this was, this came out just a few days ago, which is that there is going to be a super Mario orchestra concert held in Kyoto, Japan, which is very exciting. Actually, this has a few dates on it, uh, on, uh, what is it? September 15th and 16th. So what's really cool about this is that it's the concert is called Bowser is the hero question mark, um, we, uh, which is kind of interesting. And there's going to be a collaboration just of all the different kind of Mario themed music throughout the years. And to me, this is really, really interesting because uh, I actually went to the Legend of Zelda live orchestra when I was here in Seattle. I've gone to it. I think just one I think I went once and it was phenomenal. Like it was really, really cool. Um, last year there was a Kirby 25th anniversary concert over in Japan and they live streamed that. So it'd be really cool if they live streamed this, cause I would love to tune in. Um, I would also go in person to one of these things. I'm not going to be in Japan in September, but if you are in Japan in September, you should totally check it out and go to it. Are you interested in going to that at all? <laughs> not in Japan. I mean, oh, okay. I love the idea of going to, I could imagine the, the music of Zelda or something like that, or even, even Mario. I mean, I, I think some of the stuff would definitely be worth listening to. And I can only imagine having this full orchestral experience and the music just blasting around you. It would be amazing. But, um, I won't be in Japan, unfortunately, so it's hard to get super excited. Maybe it'll come here, though. Like you that'd said, cool. it's already there's been other shows, so maybe it will. Yeah, that'd be nice if they branch out, essentially start doing it in Japan, then go everywhere and do a tour. So that'd be really cool. In other news, there's a very light news week this week, more about announcements that we'll get into. But the police officer lip sync battle has officially come to Seattle. Have you watched these videos? Oh, yeah. And and I, I got to say, this one is one of my favorites, to be honest. It's very good. The Seattle PD, um, I guess, I don't know. This is a long going thing for like years that the police departments around the U.S. have been doing these lip sync challenges to each other. And eventually it came to Seattle and they did it to Macklemore's downtown song. Like the production value on this thing is crazy good. Yeah, it's phenomenal. The, we watched a whole bunch of the top 10 or whatever ones. And this one is definitely my favorite. And what's interesting, why it's Nintendo related in general, is that our good friend, fan of the show, friend of the show, Reggie fils Nintendo of America president, uh, was featured in the video for like, what, one second? Almost, almost a solid second. <laughs> yeah, at about 2.30. And he was playing the Labo piano, which I thought was mm -hmm. pretty cool. I mean, I just thought it was cool that he was in it. The video is spectacular. Yeah, um, the, I loved the song and I loved the video. And then seeing him, that was just like an added bonus. And it's kind of smart. Um, but this, I, I loved it. I actually think I watched the video like three times. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. If you don't know Macklemore's song downtown, it, it the actual video for it was filmed all around Seattle downtown because Macklemore is from Seattle. So uh, I've seen him in concert. He's very good, too. And yeah, I just thought it was really kind of bananas that Reggie's just like, here he is, like sitting on this, you know, 
you know stoop or whatever like playing the lava <laughs> piano but it, it's cool to see nintendo kind of open up to those types of things so that's that's cool i was looking for you in it but unfortunately you, you may have been out of town when I they filmed uh, that i think i was out of town that'd be yeah. awesome though yeah so now we're gonna get to some game announcements and if anybody was watching e3 last the most recent E3, you would have seen the big announcement for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Well, the new news is that there's going to be an open beta happening very, very soon. Bandai Namco announced on Twitter that it's opening up the beta test and it will begin in August. Cool. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I wasn't really, I'm not a Dragon Ball Fighter Z uh, or a Dragon Ball fan, I guess. So I would definitely jump in on this beta just to kind of check it out. I've heard only good things about this fighter. So it kind of has me excited to at least look, you know, and, and see what it's all about. I like trying games. I like to end if this is online. There's a two versus two, one versus one and an offline six member party match mode. So that's kind of cool. So I'll be interested mm-hmm. to see how the beta goes. I played another fighting beta. Oh, I forget what it's called now, but it was really fun. So like, you know, why not? I love that idea of just, you know, let me check out the game for a little bit and then maybe I'll buy it. I think the online aspect of it is key when it comes to something like this. I was excited about there was there was an announcement that this uh, little tank game is going to be coming. We'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about it next month, but it's going to be coming to the switch next month. The only downside of it is that it's only couch co-op. And mm. for me, that's a that's a no that's like that takes it right off of my possibilities and the only because i just don't you're never gonna have those four player experiences you know it just kind of ruins it for me um but if you can offer it online i think that's all the better so we'll definitely sign up for that so you and i are huge fans of octopath traveler we love the game we love the demo we're all about excited we're excited to be playing this unfortunately for square enix they cannot keep this thing in stock in japan japanese fans have been trying to get physical copies of this game they're having nothing but trouble they got a recent shipment a restock to yodabashi camera which i guess is one of the largest video game and electronic retailers in japan it was such a small thing. It sold out in three hours. They couldn't, three hours. They Crazy. cannot keep it in stock. It got to the point where Square Enix just basically tweeted out, uh, guys, you do know we offer this in the eShop, right? Like you can just, just go to the eShop. <laughs> they can't get a physical copy. Yeah. And last week it still was sold out even in the US. I looked on Best mm. Buy and Amazon is sold out, but it is restocked right now. So you can pick it up. At least on Sunday when we're recording this episode, who knows if it if it was just a recent restock or not. But um, I am interested in going to some of the physical stores and seeing what the status of the switch mm. section is. If things like this are selling out, would that stop you from you know? Because I was curious about this. Obviously, if you're a collector, I get it, right? I'm not somebody that has that mentality. I'm just going to buy the digital. But would it stop you from buying the game? Would you say, okay, well? I, I'm I'll just wait. I'll wait until I get a physical copy or is it is it is the physical copy more important to you than playing the game or I, I don't know because you you prefer physical over digital a lot of the times, right? Yeah, I'll probably just wait because that's the thing is I actually don't need to play things immediately because I have too mm-hmm. many other games to play. So I should probably not buy it. Sure, sure. But, but if if you if you were like, I'm ready to play, I don't I got through my library. Would you still wait? So for a game like Octopath Traveler, I might wait only because it's Mm -hmm. just a single player game. But if there was any multiplayer uh, aspect to it at all, I would totally try to get in day one and just get Mm. it. 
and so you can kind of be like learning with everybody else and not behind mm-hmm. okay gotcha all right that's, that's cool yeah i'm curious yeah. if anybody else listening wants to share their thoughts on this i'm not a collector so my mentality my mindset is you know what if i want to play something and it's available digital i will download it i, I don't have that collector's mentality so i'm just curious as to others you know does that keep you from playing something uh like in this case where they can't get a physical copy yeah, but it does for some people because some people really, really want the physical copy. Sure. And I'm not always 100%. Like there was actually a physical copy of Little Nightmares. And like I didn't get that. I just downloaded it, right? So mm-hmm. there's that. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it's an interesting one because some people are very dedicated to physical. And I'm not, I am, I am dedicated, but I'm not like I have to have a physical no matter what type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, a game that we talked about, but then disappeared <laughs> from existence, um, not too long ago is NBA playgrounds Two. remember when we were talking about this? Yeah, I do. It seems like ages ago. It does because it was supposed to come out and then they released Shaq Fu and then still didn't release NBA playgrounds Two at all. And I bought the first one digitally and it was pretty good. Well, the news came out this week that the rationale and the reason for this is because 2K Sports is actually going to redo this as NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. (laughs) (laughs) So 2K announced that they'll be publishing the sequel. They're going to take it under their wing and they're rebranding it as NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, not confusing at all. It'll come out this fall for Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. Now, the interesting part is that they're taking over the publishing duties, not necessarily the development, I bet, but they will have some input there. Saber Interactive will still be developing it. The interesting part is they say it will complement NBA 2K simulation franchise and further expand 2K's footprint in the basketball video game space. I think this is very, 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 very smart because uh, 2K Sports has such a big kind of existence around the basketball scene. I mean, visual concepts makes literally the best basketball game out there with NBA 2K. So hopefully they can give some guidance and inspiration and some of their kind of mastery on these platforms to really make NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 a spectacular release. Yeah, I think it's a smart business move for sure. Why not get everything under one umbrella for them? It makes sense. You know, they're saying that this is just a different uh, genre that they can still put under their something they specialize in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I we'll like see, it. see how it comes out this fall. But have you ever played Tycho Drum Master? No, I have not. I know that when I saw this news article, I said, you know, who's going to be all over this? Mots is going to be all you love this stuff. You know, I love music games. It is something that I am a huge CDR fan. I love Thumper. I love all sorts of you know musical games. It um, And it's official that Tycho. Oh, gosh. No Tatsujin Drum and Fun will officially be released um, in the West. So it's officially coming over, uh, which is cool because Taiko Drum Master is like a drumming game. You can see it in the arcades, like at you know Dave and Buster's and stuff. There was a Switch version. There was or not a Switch version, but a Wii version. And what's cool here is that um, and there's a GameCube version, too, that used the bongos. Um, mm. and, or maybe it came with its own. No, it didn't use the bongos. It may have come with its own version. It's been a long time now. but with this new version, you can just use the joy cons as the drumsticks. So it won't be physical. That. Yeah. You won't be physically beating something, but you can do it in the air to a rhythm. Anyways, Tyco drum master is a super fun rhythm game. Um, it'll be coming out, uh, on November 2nd. So very cool. 
I wonder if the HD rumble, like the, the, will give you like a tactile, like you're actually hitting something, wow. you know, like if you're, I'm thinking you're like drumming, you're like, tch, 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 tch. if it gives you sort of that little vibrate, like you hit the drum, I think that'd be kind of cool. Right. Mm-hmm. That was something they keep marketing was how this is so real. You can count ice cubes or whatever. When you're shaking a glass, why, why can't I feel like if I'm hitting a drum, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. So another thing that's tons of fun is that Nintendo Labo is coming out with another kit. This is the Toy-Con 03 vehicle kit. So this new kit's going to include, and and I, I find this kind of funny because it, I know we were just talking about something like this, and I, th- I can see this tying in heavily to some of the games that they're going to start pairing with, especially like Mario Kart. But this new kit includes a car, which would be perfect, a submarine, a plane and then a pedal and keys. So mm-hmm. any any racing game, flying game, now they can start pairing with this Labo. I think when they paired up the the bike to Mario Kart, the the wheels really started turning for them. That's funny. The wheels really started turning for <laughs> for them and they thought, you know what, we need to put out a kit that let us really capitalize on this. I think that's an awesome idea. I, the the joystick for the flying, I could see that being a lot of fun. It's got a trigger on it so you can shoot. Um, I love this. It's going to be arriving on the 14th of September, and it's going to be about $70. Maybe we'll get an upgrade for Vertical Strike, our favorite horizontal. <laughs> yes, we can finally get the plane controller in Vertical Strike, our favorite horizontal fighter. <laughs> I uh, I thought the, the trailer for this was really cool. They look even more complex than the current one, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they come out. I'm my only concern is when I was watching the, the if, if anybody hasn't seen it you can go ahead and check out this video because it shows a kid going in the garage and he's building it like he's working on a car and stuff and then he starts driving and the driving games the, the games look a little bit more complex too that mm-hmm. kind of pair with it which I think is fun but he's driving a car and he's shifting he's got the 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 steering wheel console has like a shifter on the side and this he's yanking on this thing. And all I could think was like, that would last one playthrough. You know, that's my only concern about this controller is I love the idea of the keys and the joy con sliding into stuff. But part of me really wants a real system, like a, a made controller that does these things. Mm. That's a little bit more permanent. You know, I loved, they show him, you know, these keys, quote unquote keys is your joy con is in this sort of, cardboard sleeve and he pulls it out of the the car console and slides it into like the boat submarine console Mm -hmm. and in the game it switches over to the boat mode yeah i love that idea but what if you had actual like consoles around that are a little bit more robust i just can't see these these cardboard things lasting forever you have it so you can speak to like the durability a little bit better than me but it doesn't seem like something that's going to last a real long time with heavy play I got to get it in front of my nieces and nephews and let them actually play it, see how they destroy it or not. Because, I mean, I played it a little bit, but there wasn't a lot of incentive to go back only because I Mm -hmm. thought the Mario Kart thing was fun. But the new car thing makes way more sense for Mario Kart. So I hope they just add that on and I would upgrade just to buy that one thing. Um, and for yeah. vertical strike or horizontal shooter, <laughs> be great. So, I mean, yeah. it looked cool. You know what it reminded me of Diddy Kong racing because I have, they have all those modes. So yep. it, wouldn't it be crazy if you're like, all right, construct all of them and then Diddy Kong racing. And then you gotta like swap out all the different ones in real time. That'd be, that'd be stupid. Don't, yeah, don't, don't listen to me. 
Okay, so now we all know that Super Smash Brothers is coming out. Everybody's excited. We're excited. You and I are excited. A lot of people feel like the best way to play that is with a GameCube controller. Well, despite the fact that Nintendo's already announced that they will be, I think, re-releasing GameCube controllers for the Switch, Hori wants to get in on this. They're doing their own version of these game controllers. So they've come out with three different controller themes that match different Nintendo franchises. So you have a red translucent one for Mario. You have a black one with from Legend of Zelda. So it's got like the crest on it. And then you've got the yellow for Pikachu, obviously. Now the controllers are going to actually be a little bit better than what Nintendo's putting out because they're going to be through USB. Mm. So I think that's kind of nice. The only downside is you can't go back and play it on your GameCube, but I don't know how many people are really concerned with that. So it saves you the money of having to buy the little adapter that Nintendo needs to sell. Um, so you could just plug it right in and be good to go. The only other downside is that this is has only been available or at least announced for Japan as of right now. So if you do go there to see the orchestra, be sure to swing by and grab one of these controllers. There you go. There you go. Not only is Hori doing it, PDP is putting out their version. This GameCube controller must be all the rage. Like I'm totally fine with a pro controller, but people love this GameCube controller. So they are also putting one out. It's going to be wired. Um, it's going to be wired in USB. So you'll have a 10-foot cable with a USB plug. So it's going to have the same kind of problem where if you are trying to go back to GameCube, obviously you can't use it. The only difference is that this has a... Uh, like a, a um, you can change the C stick. So essentially you can have that little, remember the little nubbin that was on the old GameCube controllers, like that little tiny. Oh, so yeah. you, this can pop off and you can put a full size thumbstick on there if you want, which I think is awesome. Mm. I believe this is available in the States as well, but I actually kind of prefer the themes. They're very, very like oddly similar, but I do think I prefer the themes for PDP. Their Zelda one is a little bit nicer, but that's going to be available mm. in the holidays. I'm just going to buy the official ones because they'll be better. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I'm like, I, I mean, these are cool and all, but I just would buy an official one. I don't I don't need this other versions the these will probably sell they are cheaper though. they'll be cheaper and i and they will sell better because you don't need the adapter the downside is that there's only so many usb ports on the dock mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's two i'm pretty sure and the official adapter has two usb to four gamecube controller ports so if you're playing that and the nice thing is if you still have old gamecube controllers then you could just use those, right? Mm -hmm. So I have like I have like three Waybirds. Good old Waybirds are the best. Yeah. I don't know. But in other news, other controller news, before we actually get to the best sellers and new releases, our good friends at Hori are also releasing, this may be the first time anyone has ever released a brand new Joy-Con ever. They are releasing, they're calling it the D-Pad Controller L. What a great name. <laughs> this is a unique thing because it's a single Joy-Con. So it's not it's not a pair of Joy-Cons, it's one Joy-Con. The the reason that they're creating this is because they want to have a real D-pad. You know that there's no D-pad on the Switch. Mm -hmm. And for fighting games and for bullet hell games, that is kind of complicated. If you're playing Ikaruga, you actually want to use the up down left right of a D-pad. So, Hori's doing that. It's $25 which is pretty amazing 
because a normal Joy-Con is quite expensive for a pair. It's like 80 bucks. The downside is that this is only handheld mode and to, to, um, to keep costs down, there is no Bluetooth, no gyro sensor, no HD rumble, and no battery at all. Mm. And I think no SLSR button. So, I, yep. I mean, it's very, there's like nothing in it. That, apparently, it's amazing. Um, IGN did a breakdown, and they said this is great if you are playing those games. I think this is going to cause huge confusion in the market this fall. Yeah. All right, I'm torn on this, right? Because good for them, right? They they see a problem, they're solving it. That's awesome for Hori to be putting that out and doing that. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm more aggravated with Nintendo. You've heard people wanting this. Sell a $40 left Joy-Con that has Bluetooth, has the gyro sender, has the HD rumble, has the battery. Just give everybody what they want. You can charge your $15 more. People mm-hmm. would buy that. They mm-hmm. want that D-pad. They would definitely pay for that, especially it has all the added. That would be my standard Joy-Con for my left side slot if i could buy just that i don't understand why they don't put this out it's it's the same thing that goes back to us why aren't they coming out with tons of customized colors and different uh, you know themes for these things people will they want these and nintendo is like sort of holding back for some reason i think if if they put out one that had those added features it would sell great that being said i wouldn't buy this one just for the d-pad i feel like 25 dollars. while that's great i the the no bluetooth the no battery all of those things that are missing to get to that price point kind of are a deal breaker for me Mm -hmm. um because i just don't need the d-pad that much i would love it if it was offered but i i would i like those other features more yeah makes sense makes sense i agree with i agree with you i think that for me i had thought about pre-ordering it and then i go i don't really need that yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I think Nintendo's missing a huge market here too, because we have been playing at least, you, at least for me, and I'm sure you too have been playing on our switches a lot since we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that there's going to be a point where like, especially my left Joy-Con where I'm using the, the, the thumb stick all the time is probably going to get worn out. So mm-hmm. it, you would think they would, I, I know they're trying to sell both and that that's like you know will make people buy these $80 things even if they only need one but why wouldn't you make that an option to buy separates buy a right buy a left something breaks like you could just split the cost so it's a $40 thing instead of an $80 or whatever it is and let people have a little bit of an option i think that would be that would be good you'd still get your cut you know and you're still letting people mix and match yeah i think it's a good idea i mean hopefully they listen listen to us reggie I know you're listening. I know you're listening. So let's get to the best sellers for the week. We have a little bit of a surprise in the number one spot. Enter the Gungeon. Taking number one away from Octopath Traveler, which has fallen to second. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's because the physical copies are so hard to reach? I'm wondering. I can't help but wonder now. It's possible. Um, It's possible, right? So and then in Mega, Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2 is in third, followed by Minecraft then hollow Knight, and then funny enough mega man x legacy collection one is behind the legacy collection number two yeah so, that actually mirrors how the other collection came out i think the second one was more popular yeah so that comes in you know under our top five but it, it was still interesting we wanted to kind of just show where it falls in relation to the mega man 
number two. I wonder what's pushing because I don't know those games that well. So I'm curious as to what one of those games, like what games are in there that people are like, oh, this, you know, was the better one. That's why I went with that collection. Just interesting. Um, so then in the new game debuts, other interesting ones, Hungry Shark World comes in at 19. Hand of Fate 2 is at 23. Pool Panic, everybody's favorite swimming simulator, comes in at 25. And Go Vacation is creeping in at 26. Go Vacation. Woo. Did you pick it up? I'm curious. I know we had talked about it. I didn't know if you ended up going for it. No, not yet. No, okay. (laughs) I watched the new release trailer and I'm very intrigued by it. And I've been reading a lot of history of the older version on the Wii and this like fan cult following. So maybe eventually if Nintendo puts it on sale or something, 20 bucks, 20 bucks is my price point on that. Yeah, I did pick up Enter the Gungeon. Uh, I picked that up because it was on sale. It was like 50% off. And that's why it's number one is it is it was raising up the charts. And, you know, this morning when I went into the eShop, Octopath Traveler was number one. And then Enter the Gungeon just crept above. So I bet those are going back and forth. Um, on the number one spot. All right, well, let's get into the new releases. Last week, we had some sneaky things sneak in. Well, one thing we forgot about completely, but the one that did sneak in was Zakaria Pinball. Did you did you download this free download of Zakaria Pinball? Because we love pinball games here at the I didn't, dispatch. but I will. It's okay. It's uh, a... Okay. What, what this is... So Zakaria apparently is was three brothers that started Zakaria Pinball like way back in the day, and they were the third largest pinball creators behind like Bally and I think Midway were the number two, one and two, I think. And you get a free board. And then what's cool is that you can actually play all of the boards, almost every single board, but for a limited amount. So you can get like a million or like 10 million points or something. And then they kick you out. And each board's a little bit different, <laughs> different in scoring. So like I played just a random board and I hit like 10 million points in like 10 seconds. And then it was like done. And I was like, whoa, what happened? I don't know. It's not Zen Pinball, so I don't. I don't. It's not my bag. It's these are. This is a realistic one to one. If you're into that, it seemed like it's pretty good overall. And then Paladins launch. We totally forgot about that. Paladins launch and the Battle Pass Season Two came out. Did you download this puppy? I sure did. I'm, I was actually surprised because I I was kind of Paladins has been on my radar. I was interested in this game. I just didn't want to get the Founders Pack. So I'm I'm super excited. I've played a handful of rounds. I came in first the first time I played it. I was really kind of excited. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's run. It runs awesome. It really does a good job on the Switch. Nice. I, I downloaded it. I have not played it. I'm not. I think gonna you're gonna lie. like it. I think I think you're gonna enjoy it. I am interested because I have basically and I'm ready to maybe uninstall Fortnite. So maybe mm, I just don't play it. it. Huh? Yeah. No, it's not. I think it's not my game. Just not your thing. I gotcha. It's like the music stuff for me. Really, the music stuff generally isn't my thing. Like, I yeah. think that that uh, jumpstick game looks kind of cool, but I just it's not one of those games I'll play. I just know that I won't play it. Um, you know, like Limbo, just not my thing, just not mm-hmm. one of my games. And that's okay. And that's yeah, okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, all right, well, let's get into retail releases. There are three retail releases, two for the Switch, one for the Nintendo 3DS. And the first one's hitting us on July 31st will be Code of Princess EX. Uh, this is a hybrid RPG hack and slash. It was actually originally created. So this is a re-release. This is a Nintendo 3DS title. It was created by the former team of Guardian Heroes, um, uh, members of that team that created that game, which is one of my favorite um, kind of hack and slash RPG hybrid games on multiple planes. It's very, very cool. 
I did own this on the Nintendo 3DS. I played it quite a bit. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's coming out for $40. Um, it's pretty cool. The physical and download. Also, Titan Quest, which is a, I kind of call it a dungeon crawler action RPG hack and slash type of game. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. This was originally released, I remember, because I was working at GameStop at the time, in 2006. Do you remember 2006? Wow. It's 12 years ago. They had games back then? <laughs> they did have games back then. It was originally only on the PC, uh, and it was re-released on mobile in 2016 and earlier this year for Xbox and PlayStation 4, and it's making its way for $40 to the Nintendo Switch. And it also that. has two to six player online co-op, so that's cool. But uh, I don't know. I just it's not. I mean, it's got to do. You got to do something new. It's it's hard for me to pick up a full forty dollar game from twelve years ago. I guess is my problem. Yeah, I will be a hard pass on that. To be honest with you, like, <laughs> hard that's pass. Not, yeah, that's a twenty dollar game in my opinion. Like something yeah. that's that old. Come on, are you are you kidding me right now? We'll talk about a game that I picked up later and why I picked it up later, which was a game from about ten years ago. So the last physical release, though. Actually, is WarioWare Gold coming out this week, which you've never played a WarioWare game. It features Wario, Michael's favorite Nintendo character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And WarioWare is all about mini, crazy mini games that happen in under five seconds. And this has a downloaded um, demo that you can download on your Nintendo 3DS right now. I downloaded it. We'll talk about it later. But it is very, very fun if you played any other WarioWare games. Um, it's very, very good. Available for $40 on August 3rd. I'm going to have to blow the dust off my 3DS and and try this one out as well. Do it. Well, give it a give it a shot. Why not? Uh, so let's jump into our digital downloads. August 1st, we have State of Anarchy, Master of Mayhem for a oddly priced $6.39. This is a run and gun twin stick shooter. It's got a really cool like hand drawn style. I, I think that feels kind of unique about it. And it it I watched the trailer. It just seems super energetic and crazy. I think if that's your style if that's what you're into those twin stick shooters you're gonna love this game and the price i mean you can't beat it on august 2nd we have 1979 revolution black friday also oddly priced at nine dollars and 59 cents it's sort of an uh, adventure interaction drama it's got all kinds of great awards and and reviews it's set to take place in iran in 1978 and you play as a photojournalist returning um to find people protesting. So you it's kind of like, I, I think you make decisions throughout the game and you have to kind of play through this drama. It seems very interesting. And it like, again, it has a lot of awards to it. So then you have Crush Your Enemies for $8. Crush them. What was that? <laughs> I said crush them. <laughs> crush them. Cycle 28 for $7. This kind of reminds me of something that maybe you would like. It's a top-down twin-stick space shooter. So you're kind of like floating around, spinning it, just destroying, trying to get that top score. We know how you love that. Well, you know, I I don't like to cycle 28 times. If it was 29, I might be in. So (laughs) That would would do it for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then we have Ikimu, Splinters of the Dark Shard for $5. Flat Heroes, which actually has a demo right now that you can download and try out. That's $8. It's a a minimalist puzzle game. I'll I'll give it that way. Uh, Then you have Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 2 for $13. 
Obviously, this is the sequel to the original Guns, Gore, and Cannoli. Uh, it's a run-and-gun game. Very good score on Metacritic. It's got an 80. It's got online and local co-op. So, yeah, give that a shot. 13 bucks. I, oh, man, this next one is Iconoclasts for $20. Platform Adventure. At there you the, go. A super high Metacritic score, though. 87. Johnny Turbo's arcade shootout for seven dollars. We love Johnny Turbo here. All of we get them all. I'll get every one of his games. Insta buy. Yeah, and Ken Show fifteen dollars, followed by Not a Hero Super Snazzy Edition for thirteen dollars. If you have not checked out this two D pixel game, you've got to at least watch the trailer. It is so over the top and crazy. Um, just. The trailer alone, anything, what what is it, Devolver puts out, any trailer they put out is is hysterical and wonderful. So you got to at least do yourself a favor and check that out. But the, the game looks just crazy. Then there's Pick Cross S2 for $9. Road to Valhalla for $15. And then Salt and Sanctuary for $18. And that's all big... Big releases for August second. Anything on there that's kind of jumping out at you? Or you, you, you know, you've got a little interest in. Well, what's interesting when I was researching these games is that every single one of them, besides Johnny Turbo's arcade shootout, Johnny Turbo is a game that's already available on Steam. Like just all of them are available on Steam already. So I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to be like, oh, I'm really into them. I think the guns gore and cannoli, whenever that goes on sale for cheap, I'll pick it up. You mean cheaper than thirteen dollars? <laughs> yeah, you know, I got I You're know. The, you I gotta get in on that seven dollar deal. <laughs> yes. Ha, give me fifty percent off, I'm in. There you uh, go. Ball, the road to Valhalla seemed like a cool puzzler. Like the trailer mm. had you like turning your switch like upside down and stuff. I don't understand. And how that it's works. rhythm based. You know I love rhythm based yeah. games. Uh I don't know, it didn't do it for me. I don't know that of of this list. There's there's one more on August third, the Inner World. That's another twelve dollar game. But of all of these, Road to Bahala is the one that I was the most interested in. I love the idea of like I like these puzzle games just because they're a nice counter some RPGs that I've been playing. You know, you got something where you can just pick it up, you can play for twenty minutes, and then you put it back down. I like that. That's just something you can play before bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we've gone through all the games of this week, and we need to decide. What are our top picks? Uh, Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Octopath Traveler is going to be back on top. Ooh, I bet my, I think Minecraft's going to take it over. Oh, oh my goodness. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. But okay. You've okay. heard it here first, folks. Now, everybody's favorite topic. We know you've been waiting until the end of the podcast. What you been playing? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we we mentioned, I don't want to go too far into it, that we've both been playing Super Destronaut DX yet again. The war... Maybe has come to a close. We will see what you do in rebuttal. But I was very excited to reach the top five since you had already reached the top five. Now I'm above you and that's all that matters. Mm. But I did go back and I um, I tweeted out a photo of my 3DS collection because I do love my 3DS. Some people were wondering if we care about the 3DS. And I said, yes, we do. I just, you know, all the new games are coming out on the Switch. That's where our focus is at. But I do love my 3DS. So I decided to go back and boot up the eShop and pick up Super Destronaut on the 3DS. <laughs> and, uh, and why would you? Why would you? Why would you? It is a very different game. It's a very same game, but different game. In fact, there's nothing coming at you in the Z. It's pretty minimalistic. There's only local leaderboards. There's only one or two modes. There's no challenges. 
Uh, it does have the same multiplier, it has the same enemies, but you actually move left or right a lot quicker, which I think is interesting. Hmm. So I played it as two dollars, so it's pretty good. <laughs> um, that's good. Um, and that's it. Did you find it easier uh, because of that without that Z coordinate? Hmm. There was no gray people either. So, oh my goodness! I feel like we'd have seven billion in this in this game. It, this is this is not get out of here. 3ds version. This is your child's play. No, I think the difference is that the play field is a lot smaller. Mm, they so, just can't fit it. Can't fit it. But anyway, it was still good. It was still fun. Does it come from? Okay, so it's dual screen. Does it? Does it come from the top and your guys at the bottom? No, just everything's on the top screen. Oh, gee, okay. I don't even know what's on the bottom. I didn't even pay attention. I got to go, I got to boot it up again. Yep. Um, that's <laughs> you it. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wanted to talk about WarioWare and Captain Toad before I go into a main game. Well, maybe we'll go into those two and then back to your games and I'll finish with mine. My 2006 game that I picked up. So I'm all sure. about games from 12 years ago. Um, <laughs> and so I did mention that I played WarioWare Gold, the demo. I played it for like a half an hour. There's a lot in this demo. There are three, you, you get a whole introduction to the game. There's three main modes. There's uh, drawing, tilting, and just main button mashing. So all the games are like five seconds long and you need to adjust and do things to your 3DS and you're slowly learning what each, each of the mini games are. Each mode you kept playing until you lose life. So you have three or four lives. And once you lose those, then it's over and you're just trying to get as many as you can. And the main game it seems like there's a real big story mode and Wario is trying to get money through all this stuff. It seems really cool. Um, it's 2D. It's great. There's no 3D use at all, so only 2D. And just like other WarioWare games, it's super fun. Go figure. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I played that game, the demo, for like a half an hour. So it's a great demo. You should definitely try it out. Have you played mm. WarioWare ever before? Uh, I think I've tried it out, and it, it's just not something I'm super into um but knowing that this is a free demo i might boot up the 3ds just to give it a shot and check it out now is is this something where you're using the stylus a lot is that is that part of it is that like key to the gameplay so there are different types of games so in the demo at least it's like there's only button presses only tilting and then only stylus and then there's a final mode which is all of them together so what it does is it'll tell you um, tilt or stylus, or, and then you have to pick or whatever touch. And so I have my stylus out. So it's, it is a, some of the game you can use your finger. I think the stylus is a little bit better, but it's not the main game. So for anybody that maybe doesn't follow us on Twitter, we did have a, a listener comment to us regarding this and they, they had an interesting, uh, statement saying that this is not something that could be done on the Switch. Like it has to be on the 3DS platform. It's just very specific. And the way it's developed or whatever is, you know, the gameplay is best on the 3DS. So that's what made me ask. I'm curious to see in the fact that you've now tried it. Is it something you feel like the Switch would not be able to do primarily because of the stylus? But you said that if you could do it with your finger and now that the 3D, the Switch is a larger screen, I don't know how pinpoint you need to be. Maybe you have to be super, you know, accurate. But I'm just curious to see if you think that this is something that could come to the Switch at one point. Yeah, sure. Why not? Seems great. Yeah, that's okay. I was just interested. Yeah, in if that. you're in I, if you're in docked mode, then they would just turn off any touchscreen things. But if you were portable, you could do touchscreen. I, I mean, it'd be great. Do you think that's why they just chose not to do it then? Right, because 
where was the where was the thought process and putting us on a, on a 3ds platform you know i'm always curious to why they do that so if this is something that could handle do you think they are more concerned with people playing it in docked and that it just isn't as enjoyable is that is that hybrid aspect of the switch hurt it in some ways maybe that's a possibility, I think. Mm-hmm. In some of the older WarioWare games, you could like blow into the microphone. You could do a bunch of other things. I don't know if there's blowing into the microphone, but I bet that you could do some downloadable version of this on the Switch, and they would just have different mini games. And and maybe it is something where you have to maybe take you know your Joy Cons off, and there's different modes like based on yeah. the configuration. It's smart enough to know, so that'd be interesting i mean it's probably more complicated to do on the switch just because of the nature like you're talking about i mean think about it this way say say you do lose the switch or whatever what if you had the joy cons and it was sort of like a patch your head rub your belly sort of thing then Mm. you could you could add you may lose some sort of functionality but you could add another totally different complicated gameplay Mm. aspect right you could be doing different things you have to make this go up and down this go left and right so now you're sitting there trying to wave the joy con without it Mm -hmm. you know kind of getting thrown off or whatever i i I just question why they do it a lot of the times i think that this is something where maybe they said we don't have anything on the 3ds right now let's push it to that um but i i want to believe that these things could very easily live on the switch this is where it starts getting into that area where i'm like are you kind of cannibalizing one for the other you know because Mm. now you have two successful platforms well, and, you know, there's probably just different development, so maybe they'll go into it, whereas a game like Captain Toad, which is a game that you had played on the Switch, I decided to download the demo for both the 3DS and the Switch to do a side-by-side comparison because we had heard, and we talked about last week, that it was better on the 3DS, same with um, the Sushi Strikers, because of the touchscreen. And to be honest with you, I'm not compelled that that is the case. Captain Toad on the 3DS looks absolutely fantastic to be on a Nintendo 3DS, such an old console at this point. It looks phenomenal. You will not be disappointed if you buy it on the 3DS. However, the Nintendo Switch version looks absolutely stunning. It looks so good (laughs) because you can play these two side by side. They're the exact same demo. They're the exact same game. My main problem is that on the 3DS, the bottom screen, which is touchscreen, you can use to rotate, which I never did because I used the little nubbin, the little C-stick. but it's just the exact same thing that you see on top as on the bottom. Oh, so it wasn't like anything special. I know that there's some hidden coins that you can kind of touch with it, but it wasn't anything that I was like, Oh, like it's taking advantage so much of the 3ds that I would buy it over the switch because the switch like, Oh man, like that, um, dragon that was in the lava looks so beautiful. Like I was like, wow, this like, looks so good. I was really blown away, um, by it. So I beat them fully. I played them both all the way through all the bonuses, everything. Nice. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I like that you did both so that we can have a sort of a side by side. And so in your opinion, then you would go with the switch version for Captain Toad. I think so. Loads faster, okay. looks prettier, same price. Sweet. Yeah. How about you? You got a whole bunch of stuff. So I do, many games. I, do. I thought you were going to play well, nothing and then you bought everything. I bought a whole bunch of stuff. So I obviously um, we've we've talked about Super Destronaut. That's that's been a concept. I will say, and you had said, oh, maybe we'll run down. I will say that I will not be pushing extra hard to like. Uh, my goal was top ten, right? And we managed to be in the top five, and I am ecstatic about that. Obviously, I want to be higher than you in the leaderboards, but I'm okay with putting it aside for now, playing it at a more casual rate. 
and focusing on some of these other games because it was it was consuming a lot of my time and i'm not even convinced i can beat my old score let alone your new score to Mm -hmm. be honest like i feel like my eyes are bleeding when i get to the level of us being around a four million mark it was just madness on the screen so i'm i'm i will continue to play it but it is definitely going to become sort of secondary behind some of these other games um i have gone back to i had taken a break from battle chasers i think i know people have been we've been talking about this rpg for a while but it was getting a lot of a grind there was a lot of grinding i'm about 20 level 20 uh 20 21 level for all of my characters so you have about five characters i think five or six characters and I'm still trying to figure out who I like on my team. So I've been grinding them a lot and it just kind of got burnt out on it. So I had put it back. I started that back up. I also bought and downloaded Semblance. So I've been trying that out. It's, uh, we, we mentioned it last week. It's a puzzle platformer game. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not loving it. Um, I will, when I finish it, I will write up a review and put that on our website because I, I think it's interesting. I think you have to be a very specific gamer to enjoy this game. I think this has to be your niche that you really like. For me personally, I am finding myself kind of bored. Mm. Um, I, I'm not saying that there's not quality. The game is very well built and and developed but it's just a little boring Mm. um there's no real story essentially you're this blob trying to save your world from becoming hard whereas everything else is sort of malleable but the plot you know it was sold as like you can change the level right you can mold it to be what you want that's not really the case there's a few areas in each area that are purple and those purple ones are the ones you can shape not everything can be shaped and i kind of was thinking how wow what are unique ideas like i can shape everything to kind of be what i want it to be and i was thinking that whatever had already turned hard was no longer like that was creating the the hard surfaces that i can't use like those are the static things that you have to work around Uh. that's not the case they're just kind of like the kill factor in the game, whereas everything else is sort of static and you, and, and then essentially what you can change is the, the puzzle. Got it. Right. So it's, it's okay. It's just not for me. It's, it's sort of boring in my opinion, but I'm going to go through, and I'm going to finish it up and then I'll write up a, a complete review. I also downloaded element. Ooh, how is another it? Game I, I, I kind of dig it. It's, I love the style of it. It's a beautiful sort of uh, geometric shapes and everything in the colors. And it is exactly how they explain it. You're, it's an RTS where you're just, um, you, you basically pick a planet and you have a competing sort of base that's trying to take over the you're mining this planet and they're trying to take over the mines away from you and whoever gets the majority ends up winning so essentially you drop your base and i'm very early in it so there's not tons of you know to to figure out yet but essentially you drop your base then you drop the mines and then you drop weapons and defenses around that and then it kind of just goes from there and essentially you eventually take over the planet and then you go to the next planet and you're trying to mine the over the overall universe for all these materials it's really well done it's really pretty um i'm still too early to say for sure but i just gave it a shot and so far i do like it i think you could pick it up do a planet in a five to ten minutes and then be done with it or keep playing it's totally on you interesting yeah i also downloaded paladins as i had said played through that 
yeah, I, I'm I'm amazed at how fluid and well this Gabe runs. It looks fantastic. You plug it, you put it into the dock, and I think it's operating at 60 frames per second. It just very, it looks sharp. It plays super well. Um, I I'm a big fan of Overwatch, and this is sort of like that free version of Overwatch if you can't play Overwatch, and it and it holds its own. It's a lot of fun. The characters have all a very unique sort of style to their own to them and character and i and i really enjoy it i think it's something that the switch needed and it's um there's a lot of room i probably won't get a battle pass but there's a lot of room for this game to like you can you can play it and then expand on your characters and you can add to them so you get um there's these cards and that's kind of how you build out your spec from what i can tell so far i haven't gotten any cards i haven't like leveled to that point but you can change out your how your character's moves are based on these cards that you build out their um their spec so it i like those kind of aspects i like where you can sort of fine tune how you play so i'm into it but then there's also the flat heroes demo which i played yeah that's not for me it's sort of kind of a semblance feel like it's a cool puzzler if you're a big puzzle player and you like those kind of games you may love this it's very clean very minimalist looking i like the style a lot but found myself kind of getting boring you know it was just kind of like oh okay this is what i'm doing hmm. uh and then there was this other demo that popped up dawn of the breakers it's I've never heard of it. I I could not tell if this was a um, like a mobile game that came to the Switch or not. It seems pretty fleshed out, like an RPG style game, uh, but sort of focused on like a, a, a younger age group. That's that was my take on it. It's kind of very cartoony looking. It looks it's kind of similar to like a Power Rangers type feel to it. Like you're this group of high school kids and they all have these powers and they go and they fight monsters together. Um, seems very like it seems like a pretty legit free. I don't even think it's a demo. I think it's a free game. Free download. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and it seems pretty legit. I just don't think it's something I would play that often. But if if younger kids you know, are looking for something like this and this is what they like. I think this would be a great game. I haven't played it enough to know for sure, but it, it seemed pretty good. Oh yeah. It does look really interesting. I might have to download it because it's a free one just in general. Yeah. And it says you can play with co-op and you can form a team of the six heroes. I will say that it is rated T because some of these characters a little skimpy on the clothing. Yeah. Hmm. So, but it seems fully featured is what I'm saying for a free game. It definitely isn't, it didn't seem like it was this like shallow RPG. It definitely seems like it has a lot of, um, like features involved. So it might be worth checking out. I mean, like I said, it's free. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Very cool. Um, is that it for you? You gotta play. You got a lot of stuff. I had a lot. I had a lot. Yeah. I'm, I am done. Wow. Done. Well, I did have one more thing that I figured I'd keep until the end, which is I was browsing the eShop like I do randomly, and uh, I came across some, you know, on sale games. And this game, Rogue Trooper Redux, had popped up in my mind and popped up on my Switch. And it was on sale, I think, from, I don't know, I want to say it was $30 down to like $8 or something. It was like a 75% off deal. And I go, you know what? Eight bucks, I'm in. Because I remember this game from a long time ago because it was released in 2006, so 12 years ago, um, from Rebellion Games, and it came out on like every other system. And then last year, it was re-released for Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch as a remastered version. And this is just a third-person shooter. I think the game's only maybe six to seven hours, which is perfect for me, maybe like two hours, three hours in at this point. 
It's a third person shooter. You are kind of like a genetically engineered trooper and you're, it takes place on this place called like new planet or something like that. And I'm, there's not really a lot of story besides that there's good guys and bad guys. And maybe you're a good guy. Maybe there's bad guys and you're shooting stuff and there's mines and you can, if one of in the beginning, kind of your partners die. So you take their like chip that was embedded in them and like you plug it into like your gun, into your helmet and they can give you best special abilities. So it's quite interesting. I mean, for the price of like eight or nine dollars, I go, this is a pretty solid third person shooter. It's not perfect. It's not the most beautiful looking game, but it's pretty solid for um, the price. I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. It's something that I can just kind of sip. I wanted a game where I could sit back and just shoot things. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have one of those for a while. I think maybe you know, in the third, in like a real first person, third person shooter, there hasn't been a game that, you know, someone please tweet us if you're like, I'd recommend this game. I don't have anything really on my switch that I was like, I just want to go and shoot a bunch of stuff. Let me look. Do I have anything where I can just shoot stuff? I mean, I guess Fortnite, but. Well, Paladins now too, you could try out. Yeah, but I just wanted to just like sit there by myself and like not. Oh, okay. So not a multiplayer game. Yeah, I'm looking. No, no. Celeste, Poyo Pop. Nightlight. No, see, there's like no third person, first person shooters that I've really been like into Splatoon, mm-hmm. like a Splatoon, right? But I was like, I just want to shoot a bunch of stuff and level up and do stuff. So I've been checking it out. It's it's pretty solid for the price. There is online multiplayer. It's like weird and different. And every game I've tried has dropped the connection. So I kind of give up on that, but it's there. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's it. Now, yeah, so, uh, there's nothing else from you now that our episode with no news turned into an hour episode. No. <laughs> I feel like they all we 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 always find something to talk about. Remember when we said that this show was going to be half an hour? I do remember the good old days. Good old days. We'll get back to it. We promise. Well, until next time, this has been another episode of Nintendo Dispatch. You can find us everywhere on the internet at nintendodispatch.com, on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. I'm at James Montemagno at MS Rivette. And of course, we'd love it if you would rate, subscribe, like, share it, all the good things out on the internets for any of your friends or family members or random people you run into playing Nintendo Switch. Tell them about our podcast. We would love that. So that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch.